Edit, edit this to make me sound smart. Never. <laughs> Welcome to Go Play That's Game of the Year wrap up. I'm your host, Rob Cook, and on today's episode, we are joined by Stu Oswald to talk about his year in gaming. Hello. And we're joined by Tom Wolford to round out the party. Uh, yeah, that's what they allege anyway. I round out any party. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to think of something funny to say about Tom and parties, but I couldn't. <laughs> we failed. We all failed miserably. So we'll move straight on and talk about... Uh, well, I'm going to throw straight over to Stu um, to talk about your year. Like, where do you want to start? Uh, do you want to talk about your favorite games of the year? Like, biggest surprises? Anything? Anything specific? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I think to start with, I just want to kind of say compared to last year, I mean, I remember my list from last year mm. starting on a bit of a downer, not so much as 2014. I remember 2014, my list, you know, it was all about Gamergate nonsense and how depressing <laughs> the games industry is that year. Mm. 2015 got a bit better. Yeah. Um, but I think 2016 for games was a, a fantastic year overall. Yeah, I think we'll um, look back at this one for sure with with kind memories. Kind memories, indeed. <laughs> you should write Christmas cards. <laughs> I wish you some kind memories. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like it's one of the better years since around 2008, in my opinion. Um, mm. I think 2008 was kind of the last big year where you saw lots of new IPs and new franchises kick off, then followed a few years of just kind of reiterations on those. Do you think, um, that's, the, this, do you think that's the consoles, like the way the the console generations went? Well, I mean, the, the 316 PS3 generation, you know, I think mainly due to the, to the economic situation of the world at the time dragged on longer than they probably were planned to. Yeah. Um, so I think that obviously made the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One generation get off to a slower start than, mm. you know, I, I think around 2015, we should probably should have been at like the peak of those consoles in terms of games and quality. But I think we'd been set back a couple of years. Mm. So I think we're kind of, this year was kind of where we were meant to be last year, really, in terms of, you know, quality games being released, you know, consoles having found their f- um, footing. Um, so I, f- I think 2016, you know, it's overall it's been a pretty shitty year for lots of things, but for yeah. games, you know, may- maybe that's the trade-off, you know, maybe games being so good has, has caused some of the, the other shitty things. Yeah, it's balanced but, you know, out. you got to celebrate stuff when you can and... I think it was pretty much a, a golden year for games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's come yeah, up. I think I think you might be onto something with the trade-off because I think films have been a bit shit this year, <laughs> if I remember. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not been much originality in films, um, I think, this year. So I think games are fighting the good fight. You know, Let's hope they continue into next year, but it's, it's definitely been a strong year. Mm. Um, I mean, before we get into it, I mean, probably going off on a tangent a bit, but I mean... Sure. At least, at least following what happened to the you know PlayStation experience, all I see for 2017 is is another great year, really. Um, you know, I hope that follows through to the other platforms. But at least for PlayStation, it's looking pretty strong. Any call out specifically that you're looking forward to? Um, there's just lots of interesting things. I mean, like you know, crazy things that you'd never expect, like you know, Windjammers, Parappa mm. the Rapper remakes, right? Um, and then the big kind of um, temp is it tempole or flagpole? franchises tent uh, yeah tent pole flagpoles would be rubbish all right edit edit this to make me sound smart never <laughs> um then you know you have the big things like obviously days gone looks like it's mm-hmm. going to be a kind of at least a, a technical powerhouse um horizon dawn uh, horizon so I, I think it's like yeah dawn of the horizons i think it's called <laughs> yeah so I, I think 2017 is looking pretty set to kind of continue um 2016's deluge of good games before we get into your list then like thinking of just how much quality there has been this year is there anything like really stand out that you wish you'd taken the time to play from 2016 um yeah you were quite busy with a with a particular game in the last month or so yeah i mean the timing of that game in the year itself i think has has fucked over a few of us Um, (laughs) you know releasing such a massive and you know awesome game towards the end of the year is really screw things up a bit mm-hmm. but i mean you know i went i went on about it for so long obviously it was you know one of our early interviews um and i'm really ashamed that i haven't put in enough time with our boy to mm-hmm. 
right to to feature it on my list because you know from what I have played, I'm, I'm pretty confident it would have been high up there. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely number one on my list of shame. Um, <laughs> Civilization Six as well. I mean, I've barely touched that. Although you know, having played all the Civilizations, I'm pretty sure I could include it on my list with my knowledge of past Civilizations and the time I have played, knowing it's kind of better at launch than any of them have ever been. Mm. Um, but yeah, just not enough time really. Yeah, and Doom as well. Doom, I know that's a favourite of the group and I've really enjoyed it, but I haven't even finished the campaign. Um, no wow, real, really? Yeah, no real excuses for that because it's not even long. So It's kind of well, long. It's, it's, for, not, it's it not a short game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, th- I think maybe that's one I could, you know, probably get finished between now and Christmas maybe. Mm. That could be a difficult one to pick up in the middle though if you're a bit rusty. Um, I can't even, say, can't even say I'm that far into it to be honest. Fair <laughs> not, even, not, even, not even middling. <laughs> cool um, Forza Horizon as well haven't played enough of that but for what I did play it's a fantastic game I mean I liked the pre- I only played the first one I never played the second one um, but I really enjoy that franchise yeah and I picked up not long ago Far Cry Primal in the PlayStation sales um, okay. and definitely I bounced off Far Cry you know I loved the third one really got bored with the fourth one never finished that um, mm. I've kind of been on the fence about Primal even since it launched I missed a couple of sales on it previously, but finally picked it up this time for about 18 quid and really like it. I think it's, you know, it's kind of what, for me at least, what Far Cry needed to, to get me interested again. You know, it's, it's basically what you know from Far Cry, but just, it's, you know, you're, you're cavemen, so it's cool. Yeah. So when you, uh, when you listen back to my podcast, you'll find a very differing opinion in there, Stu. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, talking about how it was my New Year's resolution to stop playing games like that. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> well, yeah. it was like 40 hours and, didn't really do anything for me no i mean uh, did you play much of far cry 4 as well then yeah i finished 100 percent of far cry 4 yeah no well that's i mean i i I never bothered with far cry 4 so i think going into this one i yeah i definitely can imagine having a different experience to you Mm -hmm. because i i had that experience you're describing when i tried to play far cry 4 because it was it was the same game but in a worse environment to me you know gone with a nice blue seas and you know white beaches and it was basically just a game world full of the things that were really annoying in the third one, which were mountains. So yeah, I don't think Far Cry Primal has enough to make my list, but you know, mm. I'm enjoying it having been a bit disenfranchised with Far Cry. Sure. Mm. They, they need to mix it up though. If they want to continue the franchise because you know, it's, it's, it's got Ubisoft syndrome where they just basically, all their games, you know, different name, different setting, but same. Mm. They're doing well with the new, like Watch Dogs Two has a breath is like a breath of fresh air. No, no, that's that's, the, Go for that's it. A, another another shame. I mean, I haven't got mm. around to Watch Dogs Two yet. Um, I'm kind of anticipating it's going to be one of the last two sales on PSN, so I'll probably pick <laughs> it up. But I'm really definitely keen to play that because I do believe it's probably the Assassin's Creed Two of the Watch Dogs franchise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't even mind the first Watch Dogs. Um, I think it suffered as usual by overhype and yeah. You know, controversies but as a game I think it was okay nothing special um, but if the sequels improved it then that's only a good thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool um, so how how is your list looking do you feel confident about what's on it um, I, I think my list is is finalised to be honest oh, cool. um, oh, I think okay. it's I, I think it's finalised with, with eight games well seven games and one concept Okay. <laughs> um, um, like, where do you want to go then? Do you want to talk about things that weren't quite there for you to get onto that list of seven and a bit? I don't know. I, I don't really feel like I've had any experiences that have made me, you know, discount a game. Sure. I, I think my list is pretty much complete of games that I've played and enjoyed and would consider played to a completion worthy of, you know, listing. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I spoke to Tom recently, and he commented on my the number of like walking simulators I've been playing recently. Um, <laughs> as you know, I, I said to Rob today, and he scoffed. You know, and I said to Tom at the time that was mainly because they're you know cheap and easy platinums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I, I enjoyed Oxen Free, but mm-hmm. to get the platinum on that, I, I said again, I said to Rob today, just I had to play. I played that game like four times from start to finish. I was like a speed runner towards the end, which was quite fun. <laughs> You know, I knew exactly what to do, when to do to get through it as quick as possible. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, no, none of those kind of games are, you know, it's not really a genre I enjoy massively. So, you know, it's, it's kind of my, that's my bucket of shame of playing those games just because they were cheap at the time and I wanted to bump up my trophies. Which is the worst possible excuse for uh, playing. Um, hey, everybody's hey. gone to the rapture. <laughs> Oh yeah, they, uh, that, that, that is, one, that, that is that like one. my game of all time, and you're just like, yeah, I just totally blitz the plat on that. Uh, oh no, no, no! I have not platinum in that game. That game is is too slow. Like, the, the walking <laughs> too slow. I, to I really, I really liked it, but just the thought of having to walk around that game again, and, and some of the trophies are really involved, like you know, listen to all the radios before doing anything else. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that, means, that means you have to walk around the whole game world without progressing the story listening to the radios yeah basically yeah um maybe maybe dragon quest builders i i played that a lot enjoyed it mm-hmm. but again i kind of finished the first chapter which was quite involved um and then haven't picked up again so obviously won't include that on my list but that's i think that's one that definitely falls into the category of you know kind of could come close um, but not quite make it okay um and let it die. Just picked that up when it came out. Obviously, you haven't played enough. Um, I, I think it's a bit not mechanically sound enough to really feature in any kind of top list for me. You played enough to get to the multiplayer, right? Well, the you know the team stuff, the country. I I got enough to select the team. Um, okay, I didn't go further. I, I definitely have my concerns with that game. I mean, mm. being free to play with microtransactions um, based around basically you know your buying retries after dying yeah I, I think to be charging people you know to kind of recover after dying is quite dodgy especially when you know even in my short time the mechanics are so ropey at times that mm. you know i feel like i might die because the lock-on's bad or the controls are bad and then having to pay real money if you want to continue at that point is you know if you're going to charge for that kind of stuff you need to make sure your game is is tight yeah, it's got to be rock solid, yeah. Im- yeah. Imagine sticks with microtransactions. That would be the, god- <laughs> the goddamn worst, right? Yeah, there. especially like- under the condition that you must finish it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. so your character fell off a ledge because the automatic hang command didn't work. But, you know, that'll be a quid, please. <laughs> hey, you must be looking forward to sticks too. That's next year, right? Oh, I am I am erect for sticks too. Um, you, but it's you, a bit you of a have hate to bonus, play it. So. You, have to, you have to play it. If it's out before February, I'll get it on the the 4IF again (laughs) and just, you know, sequel time. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a Citizens of Earth 2 as well. Mm. Fun one. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so I think maybe the time has come for us to go through your list. Like, have you got an order you're happy with as well? I I think I've got an order I'm happy with. Um, Okay. Yeah. Without any further ado, take us away. All right. So, I mean, as I mentioned, I think think I've kind of locked it down to to eight items i'll mm-hmm. say now because one isn't a game okay um so at the kind of you know at the, at the rear of my list i've chucked in psvr okay um i was you know i was never been super super interested in vr i was never kind of i could never any kind of game shows i went to i'd never bothered to queue up or anything but you know having the opportunity to do to try out psvr at some point did really turn me onto it um kind of gave me sensation you know in gaming that i haven't had since i was a child really just kind of wide-eyed wonderment and you know transported to different worlds um just kind of unadulterated childlike enjoyment of video games which you know as as much as I, i've enjoyed video games this this year it's been a long time since i've had that kind of feeling as well so you know it was, it was kind of a big investment a lot of money um it's not paying off for sony at the moment i don't think but Mm. You know, I'm, I'm happy they they chucked it out there and gave it a try. I think it's the the best entry level VR um, for anyone who's interested. Yeah, it's pretty no nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was saying just in my podcast um, as well that um, I I enjoyed it a lot, but I don't know if you've got the same problem as me because I know that you have very bitey cats <laughs> that I guess you have to pack yours up oh, every time yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. And, and put it away, which is sort of a, a sort of a hindrance to me actually playing more VR stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's I not a case be. of like, like, I can't be like, okay, I'm going to quickly try this in VR. Oh, they've patched in VR, I'm going to quickly try this. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a commitment. If I'm like, okay, today I'm going to play a few hours of VR, I have to kind of, you know, commit to it, get it out, shut my cat away somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, so VR is a, PSVR as a concept has made my list. I've kind of, you know, highlighted a, a few games on it that, you know, 
stood out to me personally. Um, I mean, so this is Batman VR, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's, it's not so much of a game, but I think it's the, the must have PSVR title just because the second you, you know, launch into Gotham, you're, you're Batman and it's amazing. Um, Eve Valkyrie, um, the game is basically Battlestar Galactica VR. You know, it's even narrated by Katie Sackoff from Battlestar, so they obviously knew what they were doing. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> and it's just fun to fly around in VR shooting people. I think that's one of the more expensive games on VR. So, you know, again, it's yeah. another big investment, but there are a couple of kind of free equivalents with the Call of Duty demo or mission and Star Wars Battlefront um, X-Wing mission. So there's a couple of kind of similar experiences that are free. So they're definitely worth checking out as well. Um, and again, it's, you know, this next one, not particularly great game, but, I, you know, I've become, I've come to love the franchise and, you know, it was a fun little addition to it. And that's Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's a pretty no-nonsense, doesn't hide what it is. It's, you know, you're literally on a roller coaster. Um, you know, it's not pretending to be anything other than an on-rail shooter in basically a you know, car. And that works really well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, the, the shooting's good, so it's fun to pick up and play every now and then. Lots of replay, you know, replayability, I think, because, again, it's shooting things. And if you do know the franchise, it, you know, it does kind of expand the lore a little bit or at least flesh it out a bit in a way. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. Um, you know, Rob, Rob saw me today watching some footage of the PS3 cancelled version of oh, Until yeah. Dawn, which mm-hmm. was a first-person move game. Right. You know, I'd love, I'd love for them to repurpose that into PSVR. It looks perfect for it. Cool. Cool. I mean, that's yeah. That's uh, that's about it for me. On yeah, I think VR. I think I think 2017 could be the year that VR either makes or breaks. Like, um, it's be, you yeah. know, I think there's got to be a lot more solid titles for it that aren't sort of 20 minute experiences. Well, and and I think Sony need to officially make it work for PC as well. I think you know, I, I know loads of people that are on the fence. Like, okay, you know, I'll buy it when it works on PC as well. Um, you know, they they did talk about that pre-launch and i think now with it not being a huge success I, I kind of think we'll see that sooner rather than later otherwise i think vr will just die out for, for playstation yeah they're like there's kind of i don't think it's like official support or anything but people are putting out drivers for it to yeah function as a vive like obviously I mean, that's there's, not there's, sony doing that but no no i mean there's really viable ways i know i was been digging deep into it and it, it, you can make it work you know pretty much flawlessly on pc mm. Mm. So, you know, people are just waiting for official Sony support and then they'll jump on, which again, I think Sony need to do. Yeah, it must be difficult right now as a as a developer of an up and coming VR game, like looking at the sales and going, is this yeah. going to, should we pull through with this and at least go for this one and, and pull out all the stops? It must be tough, yeah. but yeah. I, I, I hope Sony support it and kind of at least encourage those kind of developers maybe with a bit of funding, with a bit of, you know, benefits to doing it yeah i could see them doing that for a little bit but their track record for their less than super successful uh hardware is is not great like if you look at psp yeah. and then the vita like the vita is just a f- less than a footnote these days um and i'd, no, I'd hope that based on the fact that there is competition and then you know there's the whole pc market for it that uh they'd give it a, a, a push for longer yeah, I mean, I, I think with the if for them, you know, if they care, if they put in the right support, I still think PSVR is the is the the most suited VR to take off and actually, you know, win any kind of VR battle. It's mm-hmm. the easiest to get into, it's the cheapest, and it, you know, the quality doesn't suffer so much for the you know the entry level price. Yeah, because the um, the Oculus controllers are out now, and they don't require the kind of lighthouses one in front of you and one behind, and it still works to have them both in front. So the PSVR doesn't really suffer at, like not having the lighthouse thing either. So yeah, the fact that it works pretty well according to all accounts so far, that's that's maybe one of the saving graces that keeps it going. Yeah, I mean again, the fact that they've repurposed old tech in the in the Move controllers mm. is is pretty amazing to me. I mean, yeah. it, it, in my experience, I think it might be dependent on your kind of setup, how big a space you have, but. You know, I've had no problems with tracking. It works really perfectly for me. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. I mean, Tell us about your list a bit. All right. So moving on is next Next in line is Titanfall 2. Wow. Nice. Yeah. All right. So is that all from single player? 
it's both. I've I've played quite a bit of both. Oh, cool. um, I haven't, haven't played for a while, but um, I mean, for, for me, Timefall Two is is the, the best first person shooter released this year. Like, no, no competition in my opinion. Um, you know, solid single player. Surprisingly so. I mean, I think probably a lot of people thought as the first one didn't have single player, and you know, they kind of made the whole you know marketing promise of this one will have single player that maybe it'll just be tacked on or you know just to fill in a bullet really. point yeah or you know the, the one thing i hate most in these kind of situations where the single player is just training for the multiplayer which yeah. i i kind of suspect like something like for honor is going to be like that yeah um, it's like that that happened i mean <laughs> the most egregious example of that was something like tribes vengeance when i used to play yeah. that <laughs> there was a there was a single player campaign that had literally nothing to do with the multiplayer um and it was really weird to play that and then find out that that was like a 20 minute thing and then it was an entirely multiplayer game okay yeah yeah i I think respawn did a great job of like kind of out of nowhere because you you could kind of see like the the kind of scratchings of lore in the first game if you played it on on xbox or pc Mm -hmm. um the kind of characters and you know information they built around a only online game but I think in this, with the campaign, they've really built a pretty huge, impressive, believable world, to be honest. It's, it's some of the best world building I've seen this year, um, which is quite surprising to me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I said this in my in my uh, game of the year as well. I, I fully agree with your, your sort of uh, thoughts on Titanfall. Um, I thought the story was really surprising as well. Yep. Moved along at a fair clip. Every level was something different that you yep. hadn't seen before. But it didn't feel disjointed at the same time. It, it it didn't feel like, oh, here's a bunch of levels we stuck together. Even though yeah, that sounds that, like how it was built. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I kind of hope that, you know, word of mouth gives it a bit of a resurgence over Christmas and coming into the new year. Mm. It definitely deserves it. It deserves more sales. Yeah. I mean, the multiplayer is, is really good fun as well. Um, I, I seem to be pretty good at it as well, surprisingly. So that's a, Well, it has, a, a it has that element of uh, you can see that Respawn came out of Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has that element of the newest Call of Duty. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more Call of Duty than Call of Duty these days. You know? Yeah. It, it, remind, <laughs> it reminds me of early Call of Duty where it was just fast and fun online. You know, quick matches, you can finish a match, you know, sometimes in seven or so minutes, so... No, if you have a few minutes, you can even squeeze in a whole online session, which is cool. Yeah. You don't often see that in, in some games, um, you know, especially obviously the other big FPS this year outside of Call of Duty was, was Battlefield 1. And I found whilst really good as well, just online in that is, is a huge commitment to me. You know, like we, we mainly were playing Operations, which I really enjoy, but mm. kind of, I but still haven't mammoth. quite, <laughs> well, and I still haven't quite worked out where one ends and the next one starts, to be honest. So yeah, you, you feel like if you're, getting down from match of battlefield you're gonna be there for a couple of hours in, in one session basically yeah i mean uh, i was talking to ruben by text today um who was saying you know he was like oh i haven't seen you playing battlefield for a little while it's like no because i've had you know so much else to play and he was like oh yeah my life is pretty much battlefield one right now <laughs> which i think you have to do <laughs> yeah like but um yeah titanfall is quick it's it's in your face it's fun um I, it didn't keep me though. I have to say that the multiplayer didn't keep me, and that's weird. That the first game was a multiplayer game only, <laughs> and the second game has like it's almost like the multiplayer is the throwaway part. Yeah, I, I I can kind of agree with that. It does seem a bit like that as well to me, which is weird. I think they're kind of now stuck in that middle ground. Yeah, they're trying to please everyone, and they have pleased everyone, but then it seems like they can't sell it to everyone or then keep everyone when they have got it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of wish Titanfall luck for the future because it, it deserves it. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Had a cool. great time with it. Yep, I agree. <laughs> so there's a lot of love for Titanfall in our podcast so mm-hmm. far, I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, the next one I think is going to mix it up a bit and definitely no love for this so far. Um, and I mean, I, I'm not sure if, if you guys think it counts, but I mean, it, it was released on this platform in 2016, so I think it's their game. Um, that's Dex for PS4. Yeah, it counts for sure. Yeah, I just I had to Google it. Uh, I've never never heard of this game. I actually, it, it came out in 2014 in early access on Steam, and I actually 
bought it on early access. It's, it's a bit of a weird game for early access in hindsight because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a very kind of straightforward single player experience. So I always kind of find those kind of games weird in early access because, you know, you're going to get fed up of it by the time it actually launches because it's a story based single player game. Yeah. So I kind of never really did much of it on PC. Then one day as, as I was kind of just looking through PSN and saw it was on PS4 now, kind of thought to myself that I, you know, I feel like I'd more likely to sit here on my couch playing it on my TV, on my PlayStation. So, so I bought it again, basically. So I owned mm. it twice. Uh-huh. Um, I really like it. I mean, it's, if I could describe it in its simplest form, it's, it's 2D Deus Ex. I mean. Oh, yes. It's, okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a side scrolling 2D kind of really nice style, like kind of LucasArts adventure style pixel art. Um, combat focused RPG basically with, you know, quest, story, um, good characters, and kind of lots of inspirations from Blade Runner, Matrix, Shadowrun, and Deus Ex, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I definitely recommend it to anyone who wants a kind of smaller but similar experience to, to a Deus Ex title, you know, with a, from a different viewpoint. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna have a look at it because it looks like sort of it looks almost like something like Deus Ex crossed with um like a Wadji Eye Studios game. Yeah, yeah. Most, uh, yeah. like Blackwell and um yeah. uh, Techno Babylon, which was one of my favourite games of Actually, a the, year the or two. Actually the art like the the main kind of imagery for the game definitely looks like Techno Babylon to me. Yeah. It's um it's by a Czech developer, so okay. they into that kind of style. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really liked it. The music as well is, is fantastic. Um, mm. the, the combat is, you know, is, is very rudimentary, very basic, but, you know, it, it didn't sully the experience for me. Um, and once you kind of level up a little bit, it gets a bit better, but it's never, you know, it's never going to set your world on fire. The combat is very basic, like punch, punch, duck, roll, um, and guns as well. That's basically of- Bob, uh, Rob's approach to Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Run, with the duck, poison duck. <laughs> yeah, duck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So that is a bit of a mix-up because um, mm. I've literally never heard of this. So I'm gonna check it out. Would you recommend getting it on the PS4 or the PC? Um, I mean, I, I think PS4. To be honest, I mean, right. you're gonna, you know, it's just more of a, a better game to sit there with your controller. I mean, I know you can do this on PC as well, but no. for me, PCs are still sitting in an uncomfortable chair by your desk. <laughs> Whereas consoles are sitting on my comfy couch, even though I could do both with my PC as well if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I definitely recommend it. Um, you know, like I said, it, it, story-wise, it's kind of Blade Runner meets Matrix, quite heavily on the Matrix. So you know, if, you, if you've seen the Matrix trilogy, you're going to not get any surprises. <coughs> you go go with this game, but it's still worth it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you can all knock right. it out in about fifteen hours probably overall if you do all the side quests and stuff. So oh but it's, it's still just... quite a it's quite a lengthy game then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Decent. Nice. It's cool, cool to have a, a game that um Tom's never heard of because everything like I think there aren't really any surprises or like completely out there games on our lists. Uh not to say they're boring, but yeah, it's cool to have <laughs> cool to have you come hit in with uh with this, although looking at the rest of your list, maybe yeah, well, that's I'm about the end to ruin it with the rest of my list. <laughs> no, but I mean, also, if you look at the list of games that I've played through this year, there mm. are a lot more sort of left field titles in there. Sure, but I don't think there was anything that really grabbed me to the extent that my my list did. You know, mm-hmm. um, there were some very weird, very small, odd PlayStation games um, that I played, but yeah, definitely, uh, I think Dex is probably about the strangest one. Or least known kind of thing. Sure. Certainly yeah. from my my side of things. But yeah, now yeah. you're going to ruin it all by uh, saying something stupid like uh, AAA title. <laughs> the most AAA ish title is coming up, I think. Um, right. Next, next because every list I have Destiny. You know, first year I had Destiny, Destiny. Second year I had Taken King. Mm. This year I've got the Division. Now, let's talk about the Division. <laughs> Because Go. me and you, me and you, but me and you played a lot at the start of the year. Yep. Um, probably, probably the first time I've spent like online with you playing a game. Um, like just me and you kind of thing. Yep. Um, and I really enjoyed it, and then it just disappeared from my life because of the 
the issue with the first sort of DLC and the issues that they had with with sort of leveling and hacks and people sort of cheating. Um, Did you get to the end game kind of thing, Tom? Yeah, I finished the entire game. I, oh, I'm, okay. I'm on ninety eight percent of trophies. I just needed to kill twenty twenty rogue. Agents. Yeah, I'm still stuck on that one, and I um, couldn't. I couldn't be bothered. But yeah, I mean, I, I I continued for a long time after you dropped off. I mean, I, I played with with Alex, um, the guy from work. Who I play with a lot online. Um, he he got super obsessed with it. Um, I I I really liked it. I mean, it, it kind of like we mentioned about Battlefield earlier. It it kind of becomes your life if you're playing it seriously, especially when they added the the dailies, the you know, daily missions, daily raids, daily quests. Um, you know, you're kind of logging in every day just to tick off your dailies. Then I kind of, you know, I'd always find myself questioning. It's like, it's the kind of game where, you know, you're, you're playing a lot, you're grinding a lot to get a better gun to then do the same grinding, but a bit better because you've got a better gun to then do the same thing to get a different gun. So it kind of gets to a point where you kind of, you know, because there's no real PvP outside of the rogues and you kind of start questioning, you know, why, why are you doing it? Um, you know, I, I kind of wish by now they had added a more traditional PvP to kind of, you know, test yourself in a more structured base. You know, you want to give yourself, you know, while you're working towards this best gear, it's because I want to go into, you know, the arena and fight people. Whereas with rogues, it's just random. You know, you may find people dicking around as rogues. And if you do, they're usually in like a group of four of them and they're going to kill you really quickly. And they're hyper-leveled or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people had a problem with like the bullet sponge nature of it. I mean, for me, that's part and parcel of, of MMO type games. Yeah. Um, I know the, the main problem, as I mentioned in my list, you know, it's, it's easier to, to get past that when you're fighting monsters or dragons, but you know, if you're fighting a guy in a, in a vest and a baseball bat, it, I, I, can, <laughs> I can understand that people had a bit of a problem with that. Um, but I think the main thing that kind of, I really hate to see that's happened and happening with the division is the exclusivity deals they have with Microsoft. Um, basically Microsoft gets the DLC a month before PlayStation, which to me is like for this kind of game where you need to keep your community engaged and playing is, is a really bad move. Mm. I mean, you, I, I hate these kind of exclusivity deals. I understand them. They think there's a chance that they will win players to their platform, but at the same time, you know, people buy an Xbox or they buy a PlayStation. I think they, they make that decision based on themselves, not on where they can get a bit of DLC earlier. So you're only hurting your own game in your community because, you know, the, the survival DLC, which sounds really cool, is already out PC and Xbox. So I will go back and check that on PlayStation because I do actually own the season pass. Um, that's the one where they're basically, you know, making it a, a bit more daisy. You have to eat, you have to rest, you get cold and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and they are adding, it adds a bit more of that focused PvP that I was kind of missing. But basically, it's a new mode where you kind of start with just a gun. You have to find your clothes, you have to find more weapons. All the while, you know, fighting off real players and um, NPCs and stuff. So I, I will go back and check that out again. Um, but yeah, I, I do really hate these exclusive deals, especially for MMO type games, because you know you need to commit, you need to keep the content flowing. Which they did a good job overall um, with the updates, the free updates. But when it comes to the premium DLC, if you know if if it's coming out a month late on a console, just for the only reason because you got money from one of the you know the platform owners it's just crippling your own game really yeah i mean that is weird because i've got the season pass as well and it's like it is a bit annoying that you paid already for a season pass and then you have to just wait um yeah. but in my in my uh, sort of experience i'm probably not going to go back to the division which is interesting it's like even though we played i mean i mean you played a lot of hours of it but i didn't even consider it to go on my game of the year list even though I played through every like all the content that was available up to that, um, I I don't think it could drag me back at this point. You know. Yeah. No. I I don't. I think it will drag me back. Um. But I don't think I'll stay again. I mean, pretty much the same boat I was in in last year with Destiny. You know, I'll go back check it out. I mean, at its core, it's a pretty fun game. You know, the the covers fun, the shooting's fun. Um. It got it got a lot of things right, but a lot of things wrong as well. Yeah, they haven't rolled think, over to a second season of content or anything yet. No, 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 no. Okay, you know, I, I think the the companies, you know, they're still learning with this type of game. You know, how sure. to do them, and I and I do think, in my opinion, you know, the division did do it better than Destiny. 
don't know if you guys remember, but at the start of Destiny, there was a long time I thought with basically nothing added to the game or no content. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with the division, my experience was by the time I'd wrapped up all the, you know, the, the single player, the missions, all the content, the first raid and stuff, basically the first free update was like two weeks away. You know, so I was, you know, just as I was ready for more stuff, they were basically about to release it. There was definitely a decent flow of content and free updates and patches and fixes mm-hmm. in its, you know, in its first few months. Um, but then I think just with the actual DLC and the deal with Microsoft, that's just kind of, you know, a huge roadblock to it and just stopped it dead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Again, mm-hmm. similar, similar to the division being my destiny. The next one is. Another Telltale game, as I always have to feature one on my list. <laughs> I, d- I, didn't, I didn't even used to. I didn't even used to like Telltale games. I kind of found them, you know, repetitive, bland. You know, I hated their kind of early engine they used with the Sam and Max games, the you know, the kind of horrible, weird three D stuff. Um, but I, you know, last couple of years, I guess they've been really knocking it out of the park for me. Um, so the next one is is Batman, which is, in my opinion, the best one they've done. Um, you know, and also I think they should be applauded for once. The whole the season has finished. Season one has finished, and I think that took about two months or just over two months for every episode to come out. No, it, it um, was within. It was a monthly release schedule, but they did it like they didn't skip two to three months between uh, releases. It was like August till December done. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, I mean it is for them. It, it was super quick, mm. um, and yeah, it was fantastic. I, it didn't give me time. I mean, I know we've debated in a in a previous podcast of a, do we wait for the end of the season or do we play it episodically or whatever. This one literally didn't give me time to even get started. Blindsided. <laughs> it, no, I, I got it. I got the the season pass, the first mm. episode downloaded. I never played it because there was so much other stuff going on. <laughs> and then it was like, oh yeah, by the way, the last episode's out. It's done. <laughs> and then to make it even better. Last night, I just watched somebody finish the last episode without realizing I was watching the last episode. So I've just totally Fuck. spoiled it for me. <laughs> well, just pretend that that's like the start of a film where it shows the end of the story and then you go and see how you got to that point. And you maybe you don't even get to that same conclusion. I was right? going to say, you, you say you've spoiled it, but one of my points why I like this one and I think it's the best one they've done is, in my opinion, you know, every game they do starts with like, this is a decision-based game. Your decisions matter. Da, 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 da. I don't think they ever really have um, that much. But Batman, I mean, I was playing through and Earl was playing at the same time and our games were completely different. I mean, even to the, the extreme of, you know, I had a, a baddie in my game that he didn't have in his and stuff. Right, you never know, se- that you'd never, he'd never seen or something. Um... He'd seen, but there's okay. like there's, there's just there's really huge differences that you can actually achieve in this game, which has never really happened, I think, in Telltale games before. Yeah, it actually made it really interesting to talk to each other about it. You know, he'd be like, "Oh, did you? What did you do? Did you do this?" And I'd be like, "No." He'd be like, "Oh, what happened?" I'd tell him what happened. He's like, "Oh, that's so different to what happened in mine." You know, <laughs> so and- I, I really liked it for that. It's got to be. It's got to be a solid effort. I mean, I saw it. I. I wasn't. I have to say, in the bit that I saw yesterday, I wasn't maybe convinced by the voice acting, um, so much. But my my standout Telltale series is Tales from the Borderlands, and I. No, don't. no, that 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 was my number one until this, and it was still this. That was my number one until I think maybe I made the final decision yesterday, <laughs> and I was like, just on the fact that actually you know the decisions actually matter. You know, I'm kind of rewarding them for actually getting out in a decent time um also the spin on batman you know i mean batman's been going since like the 40s maybe before um and actually how they you know they kind of did something with the character that i believe because each episode they have like a you remember talking bad where they talk about breaking bad yeah they have a an episode like that on on batman where they you know get people from telltale maybe the voice actors talk about the episodes it's by greg miller isn't it the youtube guy yep yeah he presents it that's cool. And basically, you know, they, the Telltale guys were saying that, you know, DC even praised them for something they did with the character. And we're kind of like, you know, we can't believe we've not done that before. <laughs> um, you know, it's because obviously Batman's origin is so established yeah. that they actually add something, you know, different into that and really mix it up. And, you know, I'm surprised it's something that I haven't seen before. Um, it seems that like DC was surprised as well. So, you know, for, for 
you know, game developers to achieve that with such a huge character is really impressive, I think. Yeah, it's huge. Mm. <laughs> and it was also one of the more gamey telltale games. You know, you had sections where you were kind of had to do a bit of investigation, very basic, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I like the touches of you could at times, you know, decide, do you go to this thing and talk to this character as Batman or do you go as Bruce Wayne? You know, you had to make that choice a lot as well, which is cool. Um, I mean, you, you talk about the voice acting, Tom. I mean, as usual, it's, it was Troy Baker who does Batman. Yeah. It's quite, quite funny enough. He's now voiced in different, you know, across video games and TV. He's voiced Batman, Joker, Robin, and Two-Face, I believe. <laughs> so he's, he's That's quite the uh, CV there. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I really liked it. Yeah. Tell, um, Borderlands is, is fantastic, but I think overall this one's now just pipped it for me. Some something I saw that I really enjoyed uh, was the uh, the link combat. Yeah, that's really cool. So um, basically, it's it's the same mechanic really as the investigation where you link things together. But yeah, in combat, you basically you know you'll go to a, a set piece and you know, Batman will freeze and he's analyzing the situation and it's like you know link this fog to this table, link this fog to this window, and you do all the linking and then it plays out and you have to do obviously the the quick time events. And he basically plays out the combat that you chose. Hmm. It, it does a pretty good job of making you feel like Batman and like Bruce Wayne, which is cool. You know, as Bruce Wayne, I was kind of role playing as like trying to be kind of Christian Bale type playboy and, <laughs> you know, be a bit smarmy. Um, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. Definitely recommend it to anyone who likes the character or Telltale Games or both it's or neither. Big, big net. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. We're down to the top three now. Top three. So third third game, which was going to be my oh, yeah. number one game. <laughs> so so coming in hot at number three is Overwatch. Okay, nice, nice. Like, like I said, this this was going to be my number one, um, but then you know I spoke to Hush a bit about, to be honest, and I then bumped this for what is now my number two, but my number two was going to be my number one. Um, <laughs> but you know, in 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 reflection, Overwatch is probably you know, it's probably been my most played game this year and, you know, we've all had great fun with it. I, I think if we were going to sit down and do any kind of go play that game of the year, this would definitely be a contender. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, kind of harsh was like, well, you know, it's, it's just a multiplayer game. So take that into consideration as well. And, and I did, and he's right. So I think as an, as an overall package, the other two have, have pipped it, but, you know, as a game on its own, it is, it is fantastic. I still play it to this day. Um, I'm going to be playing it even more, you know, Slowly, people are getting back to it again because you know a lot of people dropped off as as usual. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, it's remembering that I haven't played it for so long. Like now, thinking of the list and now having a feeling yeah. of like an urge to go back to play it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely a game that I'm going to keep going back to all next year. I imagine. Mm. But this um, is um, uh, like I think I think you you raised a valid point as well that it's your most played game. I think it's also my most played game by a solid 20 something hours like more than any other like single game that i've played at all this year mm-hmm. um but it's 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 it is kind of interesting that how how great it is and how much we all played it and it hasn't come in number one i don't think for yeah maybe that's just us um <laughs> we don't want to give us. blizzard all that fanboying no but it, it maybe it's something to do with like that singular single player experience that you have like being more powerful yeah. than a group community thing now if i th- i think if we had stuck with it as a group and like been playing it wow style for for months and months and months like it's felt like it's it's been kind of like that but it really did drop off and there's been people that are still there from this group not from our group from our extended, extended friends group. and family yeah. group um that are still playing it uh regularly uh, i think claudio has is above our level plus Twice. one prestige yeah. like he's been playing it like a monster but that's that's us moving to different stuff maybe if we'd played it that much it would it would be up there but yeah being like having those single player things those experiences like i could completely see Stu, how those other two have have raised above this one yeah i mean this this was going to be my number one literally just because of time played and time mm-hmm. played with the group sure. but yeah I, I think i then just had to consider a bit more it's like Whilst I'll be playing this game long past, you know, I won't be playing the next two. Yeah. It's still, I think, yeah, I, I you know, I, I um, 
you know, I, I look to that all-encompassing single-player experience more, I think, than mm-hmm. a really good, solid multiplayer game. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I love what they're doing with Overwatch. I love how they're adding to it, how they're listening to the community and, you know, adding stuff, removing stuff, changing characters, um, you know, the, the different events like Halloween, Christmas now, you know, the Olympics. Um, you know, I really like what they're doing. I mean, it is Blizzard, so you know that game is going to be around for a long time, so it's always going to be there. Um, and it's only going to evolve and get better. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be playing it all through next year as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a fantastic game. Um, you know, could and should have been my number one, but <laughs> always the prize made. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So where did, where did your heart lead us? Yeah. My heart led us to uh, number two, Dark Souls. The first one? The, the, yes. No, the, the third the one, third. Dark Souls 3. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Again, this, this, you know, as, as everyone knows by now, this is my favorite series of games, mm-hmm. you know, of the modern gaming world. Um, I, I still don't think Demon's Souls has been beaten, but that's probably just a combination of it being the first and also being a good game. But Dark Souls 3 is, is the closest I've had to Demon's Souls again, I think, you know. Um, lots of people didn't like Dark Souls 2, different director, different lead of the team. Um, I didn't like it even myself. It felt unfairly hard in places. Um, and I, you know, didn't really get, I wasn't, you know, I didn't like it that much at just all. A boss um, rush. But, yeah. And just a lot of it felt really cheap. Like, you know, oh, here's these really tough, huge giant things and the whole ground is poison. <laughs> and also, you know, when you, when you die in Dark Souls 2, you're, you lose health forever. You know, your, your health bar gets smaller each time, which was annoying. Obviously there's, you know, counters to that and stuff but still sure. as a base mechanic it really seemed lame mm. um so yeah dark souls 3 um coming off hot off blood bloodborne you know same engine as bloodborne so you know looks nice it runs better still not quite as good as it should on the playstation obviously for those kind of games um but for me it's it's fine and again it, it does what they did best you know great worlds great kind of subtle lore that if you you know dig a bit read some item descriptions so you know here the kind of sparse dialogue you really they, they do more with no words than most games do with like a whole script to be honest hmm. um you know they look they at really you are, skyrim <laughs> yeah no, i mean I, I think they're basically a master class of video game storytelling you know they, they tell a story by one weird woman saying one line but it has so much you know behind it that you can infer from just that really weird thing she just said and then just you know looking at the buildings the, the environment it's, it's just fantastic, really. Yeah. And there's, there's not too much to say about it because it's, you know, it's overall, it's kind of the same as the others, just done better, you know, good bosses, good weapons, you know, a couple of nice new touches, but nothing crazy. Um, and, you know, the DLC has just started to drop. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll still be playing this game as well a long time for the future. I mean, I, I want to love this, these games. I do want to love them. Um, like I, I, I tried, I really tried with Bloodborne, um, and I'm sat here and, and it, I'm sat at work and I've got a couple of copies of the Bloodborne game of the year next to me and I'm like, I really should play it. And when we played in the 24 hour charity stream, um, we played a bit of Dark Souls 3, uh, Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, just, we got to one boss. I think it's the first boss, if I'm it's correct. The tutorial. It's the tutorial, tutorial yeah. basically. And. How much did we earn for dying? Because we earned like 50 cents per death. And I think yes, we, yeah. we made like at least another 20 euros on top of what we, we had already had I donated. Think, yeah, I think the final count was like 39 or something. 39 deaths, deaths or something on the tutorial boss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was, I did get that feeling of beating it and going, holy shit, that was amazing. I finally did it. I finally got him. Mm. I mean, I, I think, you know, it probably wouldn't have been so harrowing if you were on your own i think having the group around you you know i think you probably would have beaten the boss sooner i think if you're on your I own. i don't know i think if i if i hadn't have had the group i would have just put it down oh, okay <laughs> and this is the thing like if i could somehow get like a charity event where i played through the entire of you know dark souls 3 while everybody was encouraging me because hmm. it that's the problem for me it's like every bit of that game that we played felt like the end of a marathon the, the 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 beauty of those games is though, and obviously you didn't get you didn't get to to feel that or experiences. Eventually, you become you know like 
Breaking Bad, you become the danger. <laughs> right. You, know, you start you start realizing like, oh, my health bar is the size of a boss. And that kind of stuff, you know, gives you a bit of confidence. You know, you're really strong. You've learned the area. You've learned the, the, the enemies. Yeah. You know, with a bit of confidence, you then can kind of go around and just you know, own that game. Sure. It's, 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 it's one of those kind of interesting games, genres, franchises where, you know, it's hardest at the start, which is kind of a, a reverse of most games. You know, there's, there's stuff at the start that is, and that's again the, the main thrill is like even like a lowly knight just wandering around at the start it's like you kind of can't even fathom how the hell can I beat this guy and then later you're just kind of running around doing flips and you know, <laughs> teasing him and stabbing him and just killing him really easily and that's the you know that's the main thing I kind of love about that franchise yeah it's cool I just never let myself get to that point I don't think yeah, no. I, I get frustrated far too easily no no that's what I mean you kind of have to to get over that point or give up and keep your sanity yeah. All right. So cool. is that number one then? Now we. No, going? that's. Oh, yep, yep. Number yeah, one. Top now. game. I mean, top game. And as we kind of mentioned at the start, you know, the kind of game that that dropped and fucked everything up for everyone. Um, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Of course. But of course, same drop. Same as Mike me. Drop. <laughs> I'm. I'm really kind of surprised and happy that you enjoyed it Tom I was like, really worried when I asked how you liking it you were going to rant about it and slag it no, off no I mean this is basically what I said in the in, in my cast was that um, yeah I, I've i never been a Final Fantasy fan um, and this one just completely changed my mind about it that's why I mean you boot the game up and it kind of maybe it seems empty at first but I think it is completely true that this is a Final Fantasy for fans and first timers, yeah, totally. You know, it actually says that as you beat up the game, and it's it's true. It's it's fantastic. The game is fantastic. It looks amazing. Um, the combat it you know, runs people, amazingly as well. Yeah, and I mean, you know, people debate: is it really Final Fantasy with this kind of combat? But who cares when the combat is so much fun? You know, and it's still tactical. Um, it's not. I wouldn't say it's the most challenging of games in the franchise, but it's you know, who cares? Did it's, you it's did a, you use the tactical combat mode? No, no. I mean, it's there if you want it, but to be honest, I was having so much fun basically being like John Wick slash Neo, yeah. Keanu Reeves. Um, but I mean, just kind of you know, warping around, flipping, hitting the guys. It, just the animations they've added as well, like for the link attacks and stuff, and just. You know, you're kind of, you'll initiate a link attack where, like, if you hit them from behind or something and one of your mates, either Prompto or Ignis or Gladio, Gladius, will attack as well and then you'll do, like, a little high five with each other, all <laughs> part of, like, the, the combat animation. Or oh, the back-to-back -back pose is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the characters as well, like, you know, they, they came in for a lot of flack um, before the game came out because, yeah, they look like a kind of, you know, boy band. Yeah. But it, it's some of the best characters in a game this year. I mean... Within the first second, you know, as you know, it kind of starts. You're you're pushing your car, as people may have seen on Conan, and I don't know if it showed on Conan, but the song that plays over is 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 great for the moment. Um, and you you just instantly like there's a rapport with the guys. They they are you know friends. You know that's that's exactly what I said yesterday in in my cast. <laughs> I said exactly the same thing that as soon as it opens and you've got them pushing the car with the song playing over it. You don't yeah. need to watch the anime to work out why no. they're friends. You you know <laughs> no. that they are firm, you know, strong friends that that you know are going to stick together through th uh, thick and thin. Yep. You know. No, I I think they're the most real fleshed out characters I've seen in the game this year. Which again, for Final Fantasy is is a weird thing to be saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they're, it's a very very grounded characters. Um, the world as well is is really interesting. I mean, it's kind of. It's a kind of weird but cool mix of kind of fantasy and really real real world stuff. Like, you know, most of the NPCs are just wearing normal clothes, looking normal. Um, but there's all this other kind of fantastical stuff going on. It's you know, obviously the car and stuff. It's 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 quite a weird, you know, combination of you know, two different um, types of world mixing, um, but works really well. Yep. Um, it's, I mean, that, that again, like you've got a cool car and everything, but then your, your, all, everybody else's cars is almost like almost 1930s style yeah. aesthetic. Like, um, everybody's wearing sort of normal clothes for the most part. Um, and then, yeah, you have this huge fantastical world with chocobos and, uh, you know, asteroids in the middle of the, 
or meteors in the middle of the world that are like providing power and everything. So that is a really cool mix, and it's it's something that makes the world special but relatable at the same time. Yeah, and I mean, I, I finished it the other day, as as you already have as well. And yeah. There's, you know, if you want, I'm not sure if you will. I mean, I know I am. It's still the only game I'm playing. Um, there's so much to do even after the story, you know, stuff that only opens up to you once you've finished it, like new dungeons, new quests. Um, and difficulty definitely does take a jump after the, the, the story. I mean, some of the stuff I'm doing now is, is, is harder than any stuff I've done um, up to this point. Yeah, I went to do one dungeon afterwards. It was a... Um, and that's when I found that there was a secret dungeon in there. Yeah. That later you get a quest to be able to open. Yep. Yep. Um, but there, it was one, it was like the, one of the Bushido guys, the, um, I forget exactly why I went to kill him. I think it might have been a hunt. Um, yeah. But I went to kill him and I was like, holy shit, like I'm, I'm level 58 with all my characters and this is a brutal fight. This mm-hmm. is like a couple of, like I didn't use a Phoenix down really through the entire game. And then suddenly yeah. I got into that fight and I'm like, shit, you know, Prompto's died eight times in this battle alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I as I want to do, I, I kind of really rinsed it over level, did everything before I finished. I actually finished a game at like level 84, I think, and now I'm level 87. And I'm starting to find some of it a, a challenge because, you know, I have, I have quests now that are level 99 quests. So, yeah. You know, they've done a good job with the story, with the characters, with the world, and also with you know, post-game content, you know, it's kind of like an MMO. So you've finished story, here's the end game stuff. Yeah. Plus you've got like an emotional heft that I think will rival, you know, even Final Fantasy VII with Ares, which was the most famous sort of emotional moment in video games, I think. No, I mean, the the, the, the feels, because again, it's, it's the, the, you know, the feels are grounded. There's like, you know, there's not much you know, grandstanding or kind of, massive stuff it's just kind of really subtle kind of like you know again it's it's just you can tell they care for each other with you know with the littlest of words or you know just a little details throughout the, the feels were real yeah 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 no you've mentioned both of you have mentioned like just little things they'll say to each other during combat yeah. on the road at any moment yeah yeah, I mean, some of that, some of that can get a tiny bit annoying because, <laughs> of course, it it falls into the same trap as every long form video game, which you are running possibly up to an eighty hour or you know hundred hour campaign, mm. and you're you're going through. I mean, I I thought I played it through quite quickly, and I still leveled out at like fifty hours on that game. Yeah. Um. So they can't record that many lines of just dialogue, sure. and they they do it nicely at some points where. They'll be having a conversation in the car, but you can't hear it. So yeah, it's, uh, the it's music will be playing, like, their mouths will be moving, and they turn okay. around to like chat to each other, but you don't hear what's going on. Or like you know, you'll be you'll be driving, and you know, Gladios takes out his book and starts reading. Prompto kind of jumps up and sits on the back of the car. It's like they're they're very real characters, which again is quite you know, it's not something you often hit, say about a Final Fantasy cast. Yeah. Um, also, again, you, you know, you may not have really noticed this or, or you know, appreciated it, Tom, yourself. But I mean, there's there's so many nods to, especially Final Fantasy VII. I mean, some some scenes are basically recreated directly from that game, but obviously with different characters in this game. So you know, again, uh, Bob go, Bob go did and, mention. So I I got the is it Biggs and Wedge or something? Well, no, I mean even more than that. I mean they're yeah. they're they're yeah they're two characters. It's that I mean they're named after the Star Wars characters who are in every Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Um, but I mean, again, there's, you know, there's, there's literally like shots, camera angles, you know, even recreated scenarios with different characters, you know, slightly altered, but you can tell again, you know, oh, that's meant to be this scene from Final Fantasy VII. Um, I think mainly from Final Fantasy VII, because that's the one that obviously resonates with the most people. Mm. But there was definitely lots of references and homages to that game, which yeah. again, you know, harkens back to the whole, you know, for fans and for first timers, you know. <laughs> If you're a first-timer, you're going to enjoy it because it's a great game. If you're a fan, you're going to enjoy it because it's a great game and also enjoy this kind of extra level of detail. So, yeah, I'm still going to play it a lot more. I want to do all the post-game stuff. So, um, yeah, it still pretty much screwed me for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sat here. My, my backpack is, is next to me, and I've got a copy of Last Guardian in there, and I haven't touched it. You know, it's like 
because of Final Fantasy. I really have my worries about Last Guardian. <laughs> to me, it looks too much like a ten-year-old game. I don't know. That that doesn't bother me how it looks. Is like my my issue with it could potentially be that I never really played Ico and I've only watched Rob playing Last Guardian. Well, in fact, I've only so, watched yeah. my friends playing Last Guardian. <laughs> Rob's not your friend. <laughs> I mean, when I say look, I mean everything about it. It just it just reeks of. 10 years ago. I mean, Final Fantasy 15 has taken 10 years to develop, but it doesn't seem like it has. Now, the, the finished product, you know, it, it seems modern, it seems new, you know, whereas Last Guardian looks like, it looks like Ico or Shadow of the Colossus. You know, I, I hear it has some terrible controls, which again, those games had. So, I, I, I don't even know if I, if I want to get to it, to be honest, which... Yeah. On, on paper, it could have been, you know, I should have played it and it could have been on my, should have been on my list, but I don't think it would it'd get that far now. You know, I thought about it more. Maybe when it's cheap. Yeah. Sorry. But no, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I do think that, you know, there was possibly, possibly a couple of games that I should have played before. We, I mean, there's still a little bit to go till the end of the year. I am going to have some downtime between Christmas and New Year, but at the mm. same time, we're, we've got to do this content now and, I agree with you wholeheartedly that Final Fantasy has been the best game that I've yeah. had the time to play. <laughs> and also, no, I mean it's it's the first game in a long time. You know, usually I'm playing a game, even if I'm enjoying it, I'm kind of like getting twinges of like, oh, I kind of feel like I want to be playing this or doing this. But Final Fantasy is it hasn't. It's the only game I've booted since I started it. But I haven't played anything else. No, me neither. Maybe you know a bit of Overwatch here and there, but that's a bit different. But I mean, as it, you know, in terms of, you know, sitting down on my PlayStation, I've not booted up a single other game than Final Fantasy for the over 100 hours that I've now played it. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's, that's, it's only the two of us that think this. Uh, I haven't, but, I haven't had a chance where, to listen where, to everybody else's stuff. Yeah. Where, where did it land with Bob? Oh, I mean, Bob, I know it's Bob on loves his it. list. Bob loves yeah. it. Yeah. Um, on his list, is it like, uh, or? I don't. I don't know where if, if he like called it out during the cast because he still wanted to give himself a bit of wiggle room. But I, right. I'm pretty sure that's going to be top of his list. And yeah, I mean, even though we don't, list, even though we've not me. played that game together because it's single player, that may well have beaten Overwatch for like highest rated as a group. <laughs> I mean, I again with Final Fantasy, I, I got the digital deluxe. I've got the season pass already, and I am really looking forward to the DLC. I mean, they're adding basically a DLC release for each character um cool. which you know if, if you play the game and progress in the story there's a really good kind of time where you know you know where that dlc is going to be tom you know that yeah uh no i yeah. don't know anything about the dlc actually no no but i mean you know within the game you've played you know where the perfect place is for any kind of dlc which covers the other characters to be yes yes, yes. uh there's like, there's there, a, there's there. at least one moment in there that's going to be like oh that's the first story-based dlc okay cool <laughs> yeah. and they are adding they are adding co-op um, a co-op stand kind of standalone co-op mode where you you know four players one controls each character oh shit <laughs> so I, I definitely think you know we should look into checking that out maybe streaming some if, if you get it yeah yeah i'm 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 more than happy to go back like i've still got the end game stuff to do yeah um it kind of slowed me down a bit because uh i i wanted to get the skills up yeah. And that just means a lot of fishing, which is what I was doing for like four or five hours when I could have played another game. This is how good it is that I was just playing the fishing <laughs> yeah, the mini fi game. The, the fishing is really cool. The, on the only skill I need to get up still is cooking. Um, I think that one's a bit harder because it's just, <coughs> you just have to keep camping. Okay. Yeah, and, and because you were banking XP and then taking yeah, yeah. the XP bonus from sleeping in hotels. You were, uh, you talking about banking XP, I currently have nearly 300,000 banked. I'm still doing quests. going to bank all that, then go to the... The hotel, which gives you three times XP, yeah. so that's like nine hundred so XP if I have three hundred. Wow. You don't have a chance to actually lose that, right? No, no. Okay. Well, actually, well, you have a chance to not use it properly, which is if you progress the story, it basically it tallies all your XP and it gives you the levels. Okay. Because you're meant to obviously you're meant to you know keep it and then you know go to the, the best place to use it and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a pretty cool system actually, quite interesting. I do kind of um, I mentioned before, kind of would be a little bit interested in maybe if there was. Even if it's an optional option to have more of a Dark Souls type risk reward stuff where you can be hoarding it, but you know, if you do get a game over, you know, you fail to use your Phoenix downs, you will lose your XP. Mm. I think that could be quite interesting and add like a, a layer of, you know, risk and difficulty to the game. 
because like the, until now it's a pretty easy game um bob did lose a whole bunch of xp by crashing the car <laughs> yeah the, the, <laughs> the, the, the car at the end is 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 fun but it's not great but yeah it's basically done it does that for one particular thing which is a a, a dungeon that you can only get to post game Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know that. You see, so there's a lot for me to go back and investigate, even yep. though I would have, like, I, I've said I finished the game. You know. Hmm. No, uh, I mean, usually, even when I know there's kind of post-game stuff, I kind of feel like my enthusiasm wanes once I finish the story because you kind of feel like less invested because, well, you know, the, the world saved, everything's resolved. Kind of seems pointless now doing these hunts and fishing and stuff. But this this game, I'm, I I want to do it all, so I'm going to do all the optional dungeons finish the hunts i mean nearly level 10 hunting so yeah bloody love it it's great <laughs> yeah i'm just uh happy that i will get to experience all this for the first time soon enough uh it is the one thing i i really uh want to play next like based on three of you talking for ages about <laughs> how good it is <laughs> and we could keep talking i mean the yeah, fact I'm that sure we've, could. <laughs> we've already done two podcasts talking about how good this game is before the game of the year podcasts yeah and we're I still mean, talking you know, about how great this game is mm-hmm. like with, with its troubled development how long it took you know changing changing basically from another final fantasy 13 kind of spin-off to this mm. it's, it's miraculous it's pretty yeah it's, it's amazing it's because it's come out and it's so good yeah 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 definitely cool all right all right Nice. Uh, so we probably do declare that to be get, go play that's game of the year, all told. Uh, I do declare. Maybe paired with Overwatch, but yeah. I, I think Overwatch would probably, if again, if we had to do like a hive mind group thing, I think it's kind of fair that Overwatch would be that one. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be. I think it'd be a, a one-two punch. I think for for multiplayer joy, Overwatch yep. takes it. For single player, absolute sitting on your own, worshiping a video game, it'd be Final Fantasy. Solid. All right. Done. Done. Cool. Ship it. And that is that was 2017. Like that's uh, I'm slotting you in on a Friday. Still, that was so 2016. You, you will round us out. That yeah. was no. Skipped it. We skipped 2017. <laughs> that was crap. 20, 2016 was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Although talking to talking to Ruben today, he did send me a text message saying he just bought what was it? Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm. Oh, that's, that's the that's the daily deal on PSN. Grand Theft Auto Five, Fallout Four, and Witcher. So he's an entire year Jesus. behind us. Yeah, <laughs> like two solid. of those. Two of those got into my game of the year list for last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we'll call it a wrap there. But thank you very much, Stu, for running us through that. It was very interesting. Um, yep, no worries. So if you found this podcast out there in the wild of the internet's out on SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, you can find to- uh, Tom's. Stu's and my list and plenty of other lists from the rest of our staff and guests you can find that over at goplaythat.com forward slash game of the year and we will see you in 2018 <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, bye. Yeah.